Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Better Together podcast. I'm Tony, and I'm excited about today's guest. I love her, and I know you're going to love her too. Her name is Kelly Lagaris. Yep, that's my same last name. It's my sister-in-law. Welcome, Kelly. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for having me, Tony. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so excited about our conversation today. But before we get there, I just want to read a little bit about you. Kelly is an artist living in Maryland with her husband and three children and her dog, Tucker. So if you hear a dog barking, Tucker's in the background. She paints in her little white studio off of her kitchen, which is right in the heart of her home. It wouldn't be a stretch for her to be cooking up dinner and painting at the same time. For years, Kelly felt a deep desire to create as if something was waiting to burst out of her. One day on summer break from her teaching job, her best friend dropped off an easel and a big box of paint with canvases included and told her to get busy painting. So she did. She is a self-taught painter, painting with acrylic since 2014. Her journey the last few years has not only been a beautiful creative awakening, but a deeper understanding that she is God's beloved. Don't you just love best friends who push you out of your comfort zone? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we're so glad you're here. How's it going? Are you ready for Christmas? Um, I'm getting there. It's <laughs> So So I think uh, Christmas is now in the 10 day forecast on my weather app. And that always makes me a little nervous and lights a little fire for me to go a little faster. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I can't wait to talk about your journey. But before we get there, there's three questions that we ask everyone so our friends can get to know you just a little bit on a personal level. So um, the first question is, what are you reading right now? Um. I'm actually reading a book um, called The Soul of Shame by Kurt Thompson, and he's a psychiatrist that writes on uh, the intersection between neurobiology and spiritual formation, which I got to say, normally, I'm not that much of a nerdy. I was going <laughs> to say that's light reading. <laughs> it is. It's very intense, and most of the time I'm reading each page twice, but um, I actually was able to go down to um, a conference, and I, I think you're familiar with Rebecca Lyons. She holds uh, those renewal retreats, yes. and um, a friend of mine were so fortunate to go down, and Kurt Thompson was one of the speakers there, and um, he spoke um, part of the time on shame, and uh, it, it so resonated with me and what God was doing in my life. Um, so I came home, I bought the book, and um, it, it's it's phenomenal. I would recommend it uh, for for anybody. It's a little bit intense, but also just really, really amazing. So. Oh, I'll have to look that up. I will put a link to that in the podcast notes for anyone who's interested. Shame is wicked from the enemy. Yeah, and, uh, evil. evil. Yeah. Evil. The cross came to take that shame off of us. And a lot of times we just keep holding it tight like our warm, comfortable sweater and it's time to let it go. Uh, uh, it, yes. And actually... Uh, I want to talk about that later and what God is doing in my own heart with that, but um, oh, I won't get into it. We'll get into it now, but um, yeah, it's definitely uh, something that the enemy just wants to rob us uh, from what God's purpose is in our life. So, yeah, well, I'm excited to get into that. But our second question before we get there is, what is your go-to comfort food? Um, my comfort food, and I could eat this every day. Um, but I don't just because um, it's <laughs> nachos. And um, but nachos, really, like any particular sets, nachos? Yeah, yeah. It, what sets it above everything else is um, Trader Joe's has these jalapenos that are pickled and they're they're sweet, but they're also super super spicy. So um, I I've cut my nacho time way down in the last couple months. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say that's my. I just, I, I like spice, and so it's it's a big comfort food for me. So is it just like the nacho chips and the peppers, or do you do like the cheese and the olives and the sauce and the good stuff on it too? I, I mean, I can whip out a plate of nachos fairly quickly, so I'm not fussy about it. It's just basically um, nachos, you know, the corn tortillas and cheese, and then I have to have a little bit of sour cream to mm. like take off some of the spice oh, and yeah. the <laughs> but obviously, um, I'm trying to cut back on that because of the, all of the, uh, 
the the cheese and the sour cream there is so healthy for me. So. Oh, <laughs> so so healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so our last question is, uh, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? We're in the Christmas season. So do you have a favorite Christmas tradition that you do with your family? Well, I mean, we, we do a few, but I think I started a new one this year. Um, last Saturday, I had uh, each of the kids, they were allowed to invite one person over. And we had a gingerbread decorating contest. And um Basically, we made it, Lily and I made the gingerbread and the icing from scratch, and then they had a certain amount of time, and I had a whole um, a sheet of what they would be scored on, and so we we eventually had the neighbor come over and score them on How <laughs> fun! Yeah, it was like, it was like a real success. I, I felt it was good, and it wasn't overly competitive, which is good. It wasn't like the bad <laughs> competitive, but they, they definitely were trying to win and and then I had a little gift card for them so you know like a reward for who won (laughs) how fun now I don't know that I would want to make I like to bake and everything but making gingerbread and frosting from scratch that I wasn't actually going to ingest I don't know if I would want to take the time I did see someone make a gingerbread house with pop tarts oh yeah have you Um, seen that that might be more my speed (laughs) yeah great idea yeah I mean I feel like I was wanting to make it from scratch because I'm like, oh, well, if they eat this, it'll taste really good. But I think next year it's going to be the Wegman um, buy it for $8. (laughs) 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 So lesson learned. (laughs) That's such good memories, though. You can't beat those memories. Yeah, it was good. We had a, we had a good time. So. <laughs> so thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. And I just really want to jump into this. Uh, obviously, you're my sister-in-law. I've heard your journey before, but I really cannot wait for our girls to hear what God has done in you and for you and is now doing oh. through you. And uh, so I'm just going to just kick off the conversation by asking a question. So <laughs> how, at the age of 40... Did you become an artist and were there clues early on that you had a painting gift? Because you didn't, you didn't wake up or when I met you, you didn't say, oh, my dream in life is to become an artist. You were going to college to be a teacher and you were a teacher for quite a few years. So talk about that journey. Yeah, well, um, yeah. And even when I first started painting, I had, I was not setting out to be an artist. I, I had no idea first of all, that I, I had any type of painting skills, um, you know, I, I, I can, I can like look back into my childhood and think, I can remember having, my parents bought me this chalkboard that um, I, I would sit in my room really and draw on my chalkboard for hours. I could remember doing that. And um, I, I, I just remember doodling on everything. My mm-hmm. mom used to get so mad at me on things that weren't supposed to be doodled on, like <laughs> pictures at the house when I was little and stuff so um that wasn't the best but um and then I remember taking an art class in high school and really feeling like oh wow this this isn't too bad you know and I started drawing more things and to the point where um my parents were very supportive of me in that too because I would bring home these drawings and my dad would actually he's a woodworker he's very uh creative he would make make frames for me and they would hang them in the house believe that or not you know believe it or not they would hang them up in the house and always really affirmed in me you know yeah that. but I also I think growing up you know years ago and maybe Tony you could um kind of feel the same way like there wasn't a lot of talk on like what are you good at what are the things that fuel you what are like now yeah, what's your passion yeah, I think our kids grow up and as parents, you know, our society or culture really has a tendency to say, you know, like, what are your passions? What are the things that, how are you made? What are you good at? You know, those are the things that we might be saying a little bit more to our kids. Yeah. Um, but back in the day, I mean, I, I, you know, growing up in the Midwest, you were a nurse or a teacher or yeah. you kind of like, and, and I look back and I actually really enjoyed uh, a lot of aspects of teaching. So I don't think that was just like a, it's not like I've, you know, been a, 
this artist all these years and I had this total miss in my life. I, I don't feel that way at yeah. all. Um, but I can look back. And, and then also, too, I can remember I would surprise my kids, like, draw them like a Joe. I'd draw them a Batman. And he's like, Mom. Like, you know, yeah. it, was, it was like my audience. He was so wild, you know. Well, um, by that. <laughs> I remember coming to stay for a weekend. I can't even remember. Lily was a baby. Uh-huh. And you put us in the... Fl- in her room to sleep. And I remember walking in and seeing these pictures of bunnies painted on the wall. And I'm like, Oh, I love those pictures. Where did you get them? And you're like, Oh, I painted those. And I'm like, Oh, those are amazing. And you're like, well, okay. But you know, it's just, I just painted them. And I just remember even back then thinking you are really good. I can't draw a stick person and you painted these bunnies and they're amazing. And yeah, um, thank you. I, I forgot to paint those bunnies, so that's a good reminder. It, it, see, it's always been there, and I bet I could think of a lot of other things, too, you know, that I've done over the years. Like, I do specifically, when I first became a teacher, I remember drawing, there was a door contest, and I was able to um, draw, I drew this, um, oh gosh, who's the evil Christmas guy? Uh, not not Scrooge. Scrooge but, um, oh, no, Grinch? Um, the Grinch. I, I drew the Grinch on my principal's door as like a joke, you know. And, and um, <laughs> so I remember always trying to like add, you know, or do things in in that creative element, even with my teaching uh-huh. um, job. Um, so, yeah, I, I can kind of look at all of these things. And I think that's really a, a kind of a, a testament to there was something in me that was always wanting to do something with my hands or, or do, do something. And that's really how this kind of this journey all began is that I had been feeling for years that there was something creative inside of me that needed to come out. I, I don't know how to, to really express that. That is, it was, it was just this something wanting to come out of, out, out of me. And I can remember telling my good friend that so, so many times, like, not not being able to pinpoint talking to James a lot about it and just saying like are we supposed to like flip houses um like I just are, are we supposed to do this and so I think out of me being dramatic one summer off my teaching job I was like well I'm gonna paint you know and so then it was just fun for me to say that like yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking like I'm going to start painting and make these beautiful paintings I'm thinking I have the summer off I'm just going to try to do something creative and I'm going to paint. And um, so my friend ended up calling me on it. And so she dropped me off a bunch of paints. And, and in the meantime, I went out, to, James and I went out to dinner with some of our really good friends. And my good friend, um, he's, he does um, like video production. He has a video production company, but he also had started a nonprofit um, years ago, it was called Creative Paradox. So he was, this Creative Paradox was about mentoring creatives in the space because a lot of creatives, um, they, it was about redeeming artwork, you know, about yeah. redeeming their lives as a creative. And what does that look like as a Christian versus a non-Christian? And so he has this, all this art background. So I was telling him, hey, I'm going to paint this year um, or this summer. And, um, just telling him because I know he has kind of a background in, in the art and all that. And he was like talking to me about it. And, you know, it's like one of those God moments in my life. Um, and it, and it always makes me tear up because it was so, um, I just knew it was so from the Lord and he, it was like God speaking to me directly. And he was like, I really think that, um, that if anything, God is going to, um, show you how much he loves you through this painting and so when he said that to me it was like it was like you know the spirit of god you know cuts to the heart of people and man it was like cut to the heart of me and i had i up to this point i'm just being dramatic you know oh i'm gonna paint (laughs) and here you know god had a plan in that and and he and so when he spoke to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, why is this making me emotional? Because I started tearing up when he said that. I knew it was God was speaking. The Holy Spirit was just so uh, speaking to my heart in, in that way. And so um, he said, hey, I want you to go. There's a Bible study um, 
that they do on Tuesday nights, you should just go to it and just check out. There's a lady there that um, leads the Bible study. She's about 15 years older than me. And he's like, she's an artist. She's an amazing artist. You'll love her. He's like, you should go and meet her. And so I, I was like going back and forth, going back and forth. And, and this finally, is at that creative paradox. Yes, this is that creative paradox. He's like, and so there's a, like a little Bible study they do on Tuesday nights with some, whoever wants to go. And so he's like, you should just go. I'm going to email her that you're coming. And so I'm like, oh, I, I did not want to go do that. But I, something inside of me was saying, just take a step. So I ended up talking to her through email and she was like, uh, well, just come with a piece of your art. Well, I had all my art stuff that my friend had dropped off, but I hadn't painted anything yet. And so with a palette knife, I just, I whipped up something very quickly, but obviously feeling very, this is the first time I've ever really painted, feeling very insecure about it. This is a couple little flowers or something. And um, so I took that there and I got to, I began a relationship with this lady. Her name's Karen and, and what she became was my mentor in, in painting. And so um, it, it was, it was neat because um, she then asked me if I wanted to um, join an art class with her. <laughs> so very quickly after that, I signed up for my first art class then. And um, it was just through conversations with her to art class and, in, in home that I realized that um, this journey was going to be a real like intersection between um, my faith in God and what I was doing and, and then the, the art that I was working on. And so kind of a neat story. And um, that first art class, I got to say, was just the beginning of God bringing things out in my life that really within the art that really coincided with what he was doing in my spiritual life. And I can remember um, going to my first art class and just being so frozen, just standing there. And because everybody was supposed to stand around these easels and you were just supposed to paint a picture, whatever picture you brought to paint. And I can remember standing by my friend Karen and I'm like, I don't know how to mix color. Like what color should I paint this Karen? And I'm like asking her and, you know, wanting her to almost tell me exactly what to do. And she's like, you're allowed to paint that color. You're allowed to paint that any color you want, Kelly. (laughs) And never never dawned on me, you know, that. And so here it's like bringing up these things in my life, like, uh, and and really this journey that God has set me on has um, been about um, freedom in my life and and that in showing me how much the Lord loves me and wants to set me free from, I, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever I'm dealing with. So I, I love how you said that. And I want to, cause you just said it again, that God is going, he told you, God is going to show you how much he loves you in this, exactly. in your painting. Yeah. And then you, you just said, and, and to me, that's huge because a lot of times when we think of following our dreams or connecting with our dreams, it's about what we can do for God. And we never right. even think about what God's trying to do for us or right. in us. But right. you said something about that first time you, you, t- you acted in boldness, you took that step, you went to the class and you sat there thinking, I don't know how. And I yeah. wonder how many girls listening are holding back from doing what they think they really, really want to and the thing that would bring them that joy because they think, I don't know how. So how would you speak to that one that's listening who's just paralyzed in fear because they feel like, I don't know how? Yeah, um, I would say, I would just speak from my own you know, journey that, that God is on is that um, he decided to use painting, you know, to reveal his love to me. But, and I am so thankful that for that, because I can see how he created me, how he made me. I have that bent. I have that. But I have said so many times, because I meet with an artist group now, they're all believers and, and, and it's a wonderful group. We're able to talk about our life and faith and how um, creativity intersects with that. But, um, this journey that I'm on is it's just 
totally about the Lord. You know, it, it is whatever God wants it to be. I never set out to be an artist. Um, it's so even hard for me to say that actually, that I'm an artist. I, I think when um, I eventually, you know, quit my job, I, I used to tell the people in the grocery store, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> you're an amazing like, artist. Well, I, I would, I would practice because I didn't feel, I felt like, you know, I felt like I was faking it. I felt like I was, you know, I, I was felt like I was almost a fraud, you know, but that was another thing that God was wanting to set me free of, yeah. you know, and, and me finding my identity in him. And so, um, I would tell the lady at the grocery store, yeah, I'm an artist. I know they were looking at me like I was crazy, but it was like the words coming out of my mouth. I was able to say them. It was reaffirming me, able to listen to myself say that all of those different things. But I would say anybody that's afraid that I would just say, you just take a step, you know, you just take a step and it could be wrong. I, I mean, I, here I go again. It could be wrong. There is no, no wrong. Answer. There's nothing wrong, but it could be something that you change your mind on. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, you know what? I, that's not something that I want. You can change your mind. You can try something new. There's no, um, I, I went into you know, this painting that was like, there's a lot of right and wrong. And I, I'm finding more and more that, you know what, there isn't. It's like, we can always change our mind. Um, but I would say that first and foremost, before anything, is that it's always going to be about what God is doing in you and not the actual you know yeah my 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 painting is an outflow of my relationship with the lord you know that it that's what i desire to be it is what you know i'm not trying to create redeeming work my work is redeemed because of who i am that's so, so whether, good. I, whether i paint a cow i mean and it's this crazy funky looking cow it's redemptive because that's who I am in Christ, right? Yeah. So I, I say that just know your identity in Christ, that's who you are, and to go for it. You know, go try something. Go um, whatever he's put inside of you. There, there's no right or wrong. There's no, you can always change your mind. You can always quit something. You can always try something new. Um, I'm not sure if that speaks to what you're saying. I think that's so good that you brought out the point that you can always quit something because we are taught from young age. Oh, you're, you never quit. I'm not a quitter, but it's okay to try something, realize this isn't maybe exactly right. And to maybe not look at it as quitting, but making it look as going deeper in my walk with God to find out what it really is supposed to be. Maybe just moving on to what the next deeper level is. And you had, you mentioned that she told you while you were sitting or standing there in front of your canvas, you can make it whatever color you want to make it. And that brought, excuse me, freedom and Mm -hmm. just kind of launched a journey of you uh, mm-hmm. And and this whole painting aspect of you in your heart and your walk with God. So why don't you talk about that for a little bit? What it's yeah. revealed to you of God, and you know, kind of what He revealed to you of what was going on inside you. Yeah, um, I think you know He continues to reveal that to me. I think that was just a like a one of the first like wake up calls when she said, "Well, you can." you know, make that any color you want, Kelly. I'm thinking in my, myself, really? Like, I don't know. And like, wh- which, how do you think I should mix this? And which paintbrush should I use? And what, and so there's a lot of like, my mind was set on this very rigid, um, I would say even if you want to uh, parallel it to my spiritual life, maybe even legalistic um, type of point of view. And Another thing that I experienced during that first art class, probably even more than that, was that I I seriously wanted to just go to the bathroom and hide in the stall. Oh wow! <laughs> I I just was like so overwhelmed. I was very intimidated. I was very, and you know, um, which really brings me to this book that I'm reading uh, about is that um, I think that that's what, you know, 
shame, or, or we were talking about shame before, that's what it kind of shame has a tendency to do is to make us hide and isolate. And, um, and so I, I would have never said, oh, I'm feeling shame standing there or anything. Um, we we kind of have categories for shame, but um, I think that uh, the way that I have just been wired over the years, you know, I, I just wanted to go and hide. I didn't really want to be standing there in front of the teacher. I didn't want to be standing there in front of anybody. Um, but I was put in a position where um, I, I was having to paint something in front of somebody that was going to maybe critique me. <laughs> well, yeah. she was going to critique me, not maybe. She was going to. And so that put me in a very vulnerable state. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I think, you know, and now um, I've had opportunities to go paint at live wait- weddings. I don't know if, if I've ever told you that. That but... is so cool. <laughs> I just think and that I'm, is so cool. Yeah. It, um, so it, it's exciting because it's a, a celebra- celebratory day for, um, you know, this couple. It's like the most important day of their life or one of them or the beginning of their lives together. And so, um, I'll go and set up my easel and, and pain and it can be stressful, but what a difference to be able to, and, and that was very stressful when I, and it still is when I do that. Um, but, you know, going from, I can just remember from that art class to then push me myself in, where I can't hide or mm-hmm. I'm in front of a lot of people. They're walking by they're They're talking to me about, about the painting and stuff. And, and so it's neat how the board is, um, doing that work. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I hope that's answering your question. Oh, it totally Uh, is. I just think that, I mean, this is so rich because I think a lot of the girls out there can connect with how you're feeling about wanting to go and hide in the bathroom and just not (laughs) come out. But, um, I, I just think God lets us be And allows us to get into these uncomfortable situations so that we grow. But it's not just about growing our gift. And I love how you keep bringing it back to what you know of him through your painting. Because it's about growing in that intimate knowledge of him. Because as you get to know him, he reveals you to you. Right. And as you get to know your heart, you you can better understand him. And it's this cycle of just that growing that draws you closer to him. So how did you overcome that feeling of shame, that feeling of intimidation? Because uh, I get intimidated about things. I get intimidated sometimes when I sit and look at that blank screen because I'm a writer. Writing is yeah. where I create. Yep. And I get so intimidated by that blank screen because you're thinking, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. You know, I'm not as good as so-and-so. I don't know what I'm doing like so-and-so. And then you just get to this place where you can almost, like you said, want to just go hide and be paralyzed a little bit. So how did you kind of move from that place? Yeah. And were um, you were you still working as a teacher at this time or had you already stopped teaching? Yeah. Um, no, I was working as a teacher um, for the first in 2017 is when I stepped down um, from my teaching job. I, I do want to say that through there's a certain phrase that I tell myself um, that I repeat to myself all the time. And this is one thing that the Lord has been setting me free from. And that is that the fear of man mm-hmm. um, and that my first priority is to fear God and not in the fearful, like I'm scared of you, but that he's the most important person in my life. Yeah. Right. That I only, and so I tell myself on many occasions, even before I post from on Instagram, whether it's posting on Instagram, because that's putting myself out there and being vulnerable yeah. or whether it's like painting at a wedding or whether it's I'm delivering artwork or, whether I'm intimidated by somebody looking at my art, I, I will say sometimes out loud that I have an audience of one. Yes. Like I'm not looking for affirmation from anybody other than Jesus Christ. I'm not looking for somebody to tell me, oh, you're painting so beautiful, which believe me, I would want people to say to me in my, you know, but at the core of my heart, 
I'm not doing this. I'm not painting so that I can have people, you know, saying, wow, Kelly, you really have gifts and talents. Wow, you really are good at this. Wow, like, you're going to, you know, I could see you doing this or trying to, you know, that that is not my goal is for for to Jesus, for yeah. Jesus to be completely, um, you know, just back, back to my audiences, for him to look at me and to be delighted in me and for that between my relationship. Because at the end of the day, um, people, you know, they, people, there, there's tons of people that would look at my art and say, you know, that's not for me. It's very subjective, you yeah. know, to, you know, what people are interested in. And so some people are going to look at my art and they're going to love it. And some people are going to look at it and, and they're not. But um, I read a book a long time ago um, and it talked about how a lot of times we will put ourselves in this courtroom and, and we're, it's like we're on trial. And then when there's a lot of people that are encouraging us or life is going great or we're, you know, we're just like on this, you know, high because, you know, just things like things are coming together and the job is going great. And this we have this inflated part of ourselves is like, oh, we're, I'm really doing a great job. Yeah. I'm really like, I'm, this is life going good for me. I'm a great mom because my kids had a good day that day, right? Yeah. But when things are going bad, our kids mess up and we feel like it's a reflection on us or we we have a negative comment or somebody hurts our feelings or we get this deflatedness. And um, what Jesus Christ has done for us is he's taken us right out of the courtroom. We are not on trial anymore. Amen. He's taken our place and he's now we're just completely his beloved. We are one relationship with him. So getting my eyes off of what the fear of man has been a big deal in my life, you know, that yeah. I have an audience of Jesus and, and that's it. And, you know, talking about shame and, and uh, this book I'm reading um, about um, the, what was the first sin of Adam and Eve was really doubting God. Or, or really the enemy coming in and tempting Adam and Eve and um, them, you know, listening to those voices of doubt and, and, and really questioning the relationship. Yeah. Um, the, the, the serpent said what to them? Um, you'll probably remember better than me. He said, did God really say, yeah. don't eat of this tree? So it's like doubting. Did God, do you really have that great relationship with God? Did he really say that? Are you really in that close relationship, you know, and I'm kind of putting my own uh, paraphrasing uh, sure. there, but, you know, doubting that relationship with, with them. And then what, what, what did they do? They sinned. And then um, through that sin, they, they were hidden and then they isolated themselves. Didn't yep. they? Like they, they totally um, were trying to hide from God. What, I love, and, and this is what this book speaks on that I've been reading so much, is um, that God, even from the very beginning, went out to find them. Yes. <laughs> you know, he, he says to them, um, gosh, he says, uh, you know, where are you? I feel like, is what he said, right? Yeah. I'm kind of paraphrasing. He does. He, he says, Adam, where are you? Yeah. He says, where where are you? And so he, he was saying that to them because from the very get-go God is always pursuing us it's always about that relationship with him and um I just love that um because from the beginning when before they have sinned I love the the phrase in the Bible says that they were naked and unashamed and then that after they had sinned they had felt that shame and that's what we have a tendency to walk with we we want to either hide ourselves we want to isolate ourselves we want to be afraid of, we want to look to others and what they think of us. We want to doubt God. All of these things that I feel like are part of the fall, but God, he's taken the place of, of all of that sin, right? Yeah. He's wanting to, us to walk in that new identity uh, of who we are. And um, so I, I think that really, you know, realizing that, this is about my relationship with the Lord 
keeping that on the focus and you know having art doing art there's a you know I'm not sitting around like praying all day on my easel like a lot of people when they think about oh Kelly you you're um that sounds like so serene you're just like (laughs) in your little studio like you're in you know I can and I do have a lot of good moments of like listening to podcasts or, you know, praise music, but it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of self doubt. It's a lot of battle of the mind, um, you know, in in Christ. But, um, well, I love what you said about, you know, reminding yourself, I do this for an audience of one. And, uh, I, I get to that place where he had been kind of stirring me to do some stuff on my blog. And I just kept saying, oh, I can't do that. I can't. I can't. I was intimidated. That intimidation can be huge. And I kept Mm -hmm. giving the excuse, you know, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Nobody wants to read what I have to say. And you you talk yourself out of it. And I was Mm -hmm. giving the excuses, you know, and there were different ones. So I'm giving all the excuses one day and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that's what it was all about. I thought it was just about you obeying what I put in your heart to do, (laughs) no matter what the outcome. And I'm like, ouch, that is so true. And it brings it all back into that perspective of the audience of one But what I love about your journey, and I want to ask you about how you got from the intimidated person standing in front of a blank canvas who was a part-time teacher and a full-time mom and wife and all the things to Mm -hmm. stepping out to being an artist, supporting yourself uh, from your work, selling your work. You probably never thought of standing in front of that blank easel wanting to hide in the bathroom thought, Oh, I'm going to sell my work one day. It was, it was a journey, but what I love about it and we'll bring it back around to this after you talk about how you got to that place, that journey is that you do this in your home. Your (laughs) kids were home. They were going to school. They were in and out. You were a mom. You were caring for your family, your kids got to experience firsthand what it looks like to step out in boldness and faith in the midst of intimidation and fear and do it. That speaks volumes to that next generation that's watching us. Yeah. I I love that. That's huge. Yeah. I, you know, because I think that being a, you know, my husband is self-employed and so there's an aspect of that already that you're kind of like living in faith, right? You know, you don't really, um, but yeah, so there was a real war with me, um, of feeling the responsibility that I did have income coming in and, um, that I knew was going to be there every week, you know? And, um, and then, you know, I had a kid that was about to go to college and so in 2017, it was after the new year, the Lord had really began to just ch- turn in my heart. Like, if you, if you want to spend more time doing this, you're going to have to quit your job. That yeah. wasn't, that wasn't something I thought I was going to be that teacher at that school for the next 20 years, because I had it made at that school. Like I taught really great kids. It was a private school. I was part-time, so I went in a little late, left a little early. Yeah. I had all the holidays off. We had our insurance through the school. I could, I can list a bazillion. Yeah. I, I worked with amazing people. How um, far I, into your journey are you at this point when he's kind of urging and unctioning you to maybe begin to think about pressing into that and letting go of your job? How, how long after that first painting class was that? Um, probably like three or four years. Okay. So this is quite a ways into your journey. Yep. Yep. So I would like go to school, teach all day, and then I would paint things in the evenings. And I started very little selling things here and there. I I was part of the, it was called the barn show. You might've seen me post about it. Yep. Um, and they would sell a few of my paintings and that was amazing. Then I'd have a friend commission me something. And so I was doing like a little bit. Um, but the Lord just really started to 
overwhelm me with like you you're I it wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been able to say this at the time, but like I, you need to quit your job. Yeah, and I was like really, really. It's probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever made, honestly. Because no doubt, it, does, it doesn't seem like um maybe that because you know I'm tired of school. I'm not making like tons of money, and um, but um, it was it safe was, though, and it was comfortable. Yeah, it was safe and it was comfortable. And I was a good teacher, I felt like, in many ways. Like, I, I, I do feel like, um, for me, to te- I love the aspect of teaching, um, being able. But there was a lot of things, too, also I struggled with, you mm-hmm. know, and sort of the admin part of it. Like, I got it done because that was my job. But it, it, was, it, was, it was becoming apparent that it wasn't, like, fueling my passions anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so um, I just. Yeah, my kids, I was so happy my kids were able to kind of walk through that journey with me. And I remember JT very clearly saying to me, Mom, um, don't be like Jonah. (gasps) (laughs) Out of the mouth of teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Out of those, you know, those cocky teenagers. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I did feel this responsibility because I had a kid going to college and but I, I gotta be honest, this is where I'm so, 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 so thankful for James, um, because, uh, he was very, very like a voice of God in my life at that point. And, mm-hmm. you know, marriage is hard. I'm not saying we've always been perfect and, you know, always supported each other the best, you know, that maybe we should have in the past. But that was, this is one area where James kept saying to me, Kelly, you just need to go for it. Like, you can't worry about the money. You can't worry about college. You can't worry about these things. Like, he said, and, and then I would say, well, maybe we need to, I need to teach one more year and save all that money. See if we could live on one income. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that never works. I just want to throw that out. No, that not ever. Because God provides when we need things, right? So yes, he does. Um, I was like, I was like, and we could save for college, and we could do. It. And he's like, you're you're putting off the inevitable, like you're putting off. And I had had other confirmations too in my life, people speaking to me about certain things that they would never know about, or and I I remember you'll think this is hilarious, like so at the end of the year when I was teaching, I, we would get evaluated, and I had a really great principal I, I love him dearly and he would always say um I'm so glad you're on our team Kelly and you bring so much life and you're you're like um such a great person and we just well, you're like the life of the party here and, lo- and what I loved I yeah. loved what he was saying to me but I was like just waiting my like I'm in my back of my mind I'm thinking yeah but like what about me teaching <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm like a positive influence on these kids? Do you think I'm a great teacher? Whatever, whatever. And then one time we were in team meeting and he came in and he was sitting there and I was always longing for that affirmation for him. And he was talking and he said, and while I was thinking about quitting my job, he had no idea. He was like, you know, Kelly, I just got to tell you, I'm just so amazed by all your paintings. And he was like going on and on and on about affirming me in my artwork and I was like I just was sitting there looking at him like the voice of God like here you are you know I'm this teacher but you're affirming me in my artwork and I'm thinking that you know and there and there were other things so it was like a very um like very intense few months I I I got off social media for an extended time because I wanted to not be listening to other voices you know all the voices that bombard us and it's so important which is silly for me to even feel like saying that I got off social media. I think but, that's huge <laughs> because it can be it can be a tool to be used, but it can be a huge distraction with all the yeah. different voices out there. When you're trying to hone in on what is right. the voice of God, sometimes you have to draw away, like Jesus yeah. did, draw away from everything and get just right, right alone with God. Right, and so um, I I was able to then like digging in scripture and just. Um, the Lord time and time again was just speaking to me about trusting in him, trusting in him, trusting in him. And so um, basically uh, there was, I knew I was going to do it and I was putting it off. I was like, 
day by day, I was putting it off and I worked right, my classroom was right next to my best friend. And I happened to be at school after school one day because I usually, I left early. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell him. And she literally pushed me into his office. Wow. (laughs) Like, all right, go. And she pushed me in and I, I was like, he was like, Hey, what are you doing here so late? And I was like, and I just was sobbing in there. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I have to step down. I feel like God's calling me to be home, to have more time to paint. And he was like flabbergasted. He, I don't think he thought that was happening in a million years. Yeah. He knew, knew I loved it there. Um, but what that did is that pushed me into the next step. And every single thing, you know, that I've been through is just the next step. And that's when I began to tell people because now, okay, I wasn't a teacher, you know, he's wanting me to set me free of my identification as being, you know, the teacher who's at this amazing school with amazing kids. And, you know, now who am I? Okay. Am I, am I an artist? Like, you know, what does that really mean? So I'm telling people at the grocery store. Yeah. That, that I'm an artist. And, um, <laughs> something very key that happened during that time too is that um, I did not know this because my mentor, who I usually regularly talk to, um, she I she had gotten sick, and so I hadn't seen her for a couple months. But when we got back together, she began. When I was starting to think about quitting my job, she was turning her whole basement. Um, like renovating it, lights and taking up every all the carpet and polishing the cement floors. And she created a, a massive art studio in her basement wow. at the same time. And so it was like, hey, you should come over and, and, and paint at the studio, you know. And so then I began to go over there twice a week once I stopped, you know, working as yeah. a teacher that next fall. And then we created this artist group also with there's about five or six of us artists that will meet every other week. And we'll um, talk about, you know, we, we usually go through a book or something on creativity and our relationship with the Lord. And um, so I think it's just like all of those small steps. Yeah. And then um, just most re- recently this year, um, I've finally been able to kind of like have a website that I just launched um, last month, which has been a, a long time coming and a, a really big deal for me to, again, put myself out there, make myself vulnerable. Yeah, but that's know, so, so exciting. I, I said congratulations online, but it's a beautiful website. Oh, thank you. And also, my, my after I launched that first website, my first, you know, doubt in my mind was like, wow. Now all everybody's going to see all the paintings that I paint that no one buys. <laughs> <laughs> Stop you know, it. Because they're just going to be listed on there and you'll be able to see. So it's just, and that's when, again, I have to say, but you know what? That doesn't really matter because my, my, my goal, I do want to see beautiful art out of that outflow of who God created me to be. Yeah. But I first want to know him and I want to, I want, I, you know, I want to know him and I want my kids to know him. Yes. Right? And then like everything after that is really just, you know, yeah. I'm seeing or whatever God, God's purpose is for me. And Well, I love that you said each step of obedience just pushed you into the next step. Right. And yeah. I had this thought because I, and we're almost out of time and I want to have right. you come back on and finish talking about it. Cause your journey is so rich, but, um, I had this picture picture, uh, while you were talking of one of your paintings and it was, um, the woman with the flowers all over her, she was like clothed in flowers. And there was so much intricacy and detail to that painting, but it wasn't just three big strokes and you were done. Right. Like I think people in, in following God and his plan and his path for their life, they think of the big steps making the difference, but it's not the big steps. So I had this thought, it's the small strokes that paint the picture. Mm-hmm. It's the That's little so small good. stroke here and the little small stroke there and the fine detailing all combined right. with those big strokes. But it, there are probably more 
tiny, minute, detail strokes that go into right. a picture than big, sweeping brush strokes, right. correct? And, right. And also that sometimes I get to paint over strokes with other strokes. Wow. <laughs> you know, like I, sometimes if I don't, there's a lot of marks on my, because I'll, you look at a painting and I, and sometimes when you go, next time you go into a gallery, you should come here and we'll go into a gallery. And you, if you get up close to a painting, you do, you see all these little strokes and you're like, you know, you're looking at a Van Gogh and you're just like, wow, these are just like little marks he's making. This yeah. is like, you know, and here he's created this beautiful picture, but there's a lot of times that there's marks that, that we make. Um, They're just layered that, one on top of the other. Yeah. Yeah. That might not really satisfy us or we don't really like. And so we're able to make another mark on top of that. And wow. that, it really, it, it really is, Tony, it has really been about, it, it can maybe seem romantic if you're watching from the outside. Oh, wow. You quit your job and you became an artist. That sounds so cool. And like, um, but living that out has been a, a, a beautiful experience and what God is doing in me. Probably um, a beautifully terrifying experience. <laughs> yes. And it's um, even my artist friends, they're like, Kelly, you're so brave and you're so creative because, you know, I'll put myself out there a little bit. Or, yeah. And I'm like, listen, like, I'm terrified. I am terrified. But the brave person, right, they say that they, it's not that they're not scared or terrified or have self-doubt or they you know, aren't sure of themselves or they yeah. just listen to it, but they just, they do it anyway. Well, you know, they, they, yeah. they the next decision. Or... Courage. I like to say courage is just fear that trusts God. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you have to let your courageous self tell right. your scared self to get yeah. out there and just do it. Your courageous right. self has to be the one that's making those decisions. And I yeah. love that. Your journey started with you as a mom and a teacher standing in front of a canvas, wanting to go hide in the bathroom to now, Kelly, you have a website, you do barn (laughs) shows, you sell your work. I have a tiny little piece of your work hanging in my house, one of your ornaments, um, which are so beautiful. And it's a centerpiece, like it's not even on the tree. We have it hanging separate so that everybody can see it. And I see your artwork in mom and dad's house and... And here you are. And when I talked to you at my table, remember that Christmas when, was it last Christmas you were home or the one before where we just sat and talked about your journey? And I was just in awe at, at where God took you from and where he brought you. And now you are selling your work. I mean, that's incredible what God has done. And anytime anyone talks to you about it, you don't take any of the credit. You just say, oh, look what the Lord has done. And I just think that's so beautiful. Yeah, it, it it is because it puts the pressure off me. It is. It is about what he's doing. And um, even in, you know, making this website, it, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I'm not proud to have it. I am. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm hoping that I'm able to get more of my artwork out there. Um, I want to be a wise, you know, woman of God. Who, yeah you know, supports her family in ways that she can. And um, I always think of that, you know, Proverbs 31 woman where she's like, you know, can make a business deal or, yeah, know, like And make I, bread so the same I, day. Right. I, <laughs> so I feel like there's part of that. Like, yes, I, I want to do that. But I also have the assurance that um, and because, I'm not trying to create a kingdom for myself. It, yeah. This is whatever God has for me or my art. That if 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 I don't sell another single piece on my website, hey, that's okay too, right? Yeah. Just because because I'm having that audience of one. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to be. Um, but we're going to. I can't say that um, I have grown in that over the last years. I haven't always been that assured in it and I also now too it it is a um it is renewing my mind on what 
the promises and the truth of God is. And I, I say to my kids, like, we can't stand in those promises or we can't live in truth if we don't know what those are, right? We oh, it's to, so true. We have to know what it is so that we can say. So it's like, I'm telling you, I am constantly bombarding my mind with, you know, the truth of God's word. And thank God I've married a godly man who also speaks when I'm questioning things, you know, he's constantly speaking the truth of God's words over me. And so you got to fight for it. It's not, it's an intentional battleground, you know, our minds. And so um, I would just encourage any lady that is maybe having self-doubt or she's worried about this and not knowing how to step in to her something that maybe God, she doesn't even know it's a dream, right? I didn't know it would be a dream of mine to be an artist, but um, I would just encourage them to take a small step to get into God's word, to like have one audience, to believe God and not just, it's a difference between reading God's word, but then starting to believe it, you know, and saying it out, saying it out loud and um, saying that this, promise isn't just for Kelly as an artist, but this promise is for me too. This is what God says about me. And I can believe God because if God speaks a promise over us, there will be nothing that stops it. Nothing, you know, but if I try to create some type of life for myself, then I'm just striving. I'm just trying to like figure, you know, it it seems like work. It seems like um, hardship, but I can believe God's promises and I do believe the biggest promise that he wants for each one of us is to, for us to be free. Yes. To be, us for to be freely known by him, to not, have no hidden parts, to be known for um, who we really are in him and to know him fully too. And so, I don't know, I would encourage the ladies to um, just to be in the words, to write the promises of God down. Tony, I've seen you do that. Um one of your posts where you go through God's promises every morning. I love that so much. Yeah. My no cards. Yeah. Your no cards. I was like, man, I should have been doing that. I'd be so much. (laughs) (laughs) If I would have been doing that for the last 10 years, you know, but we, it's, it has to be intentional, right? Yeah. Intentional is such a good word for it. And I love, I love that encouragement to the ladies. And uh, I just think that's a beautiful place to end. I really do want to have you come back because your journey, there's so much more to it. Some questions I wanted to ask you that we didn't get to. So yeah, um, it's been been so good. Kelly, I so appreciate you uh, sharing with the ladies and uh, we're going to just have you pray for them real quick. I know you just encourage them. I know you just bless them, but if you could just take a moment and pray for whoever's listening, I think that would be beautiful. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for this time. And I pray that, um, these words would fall on good soil, Lord, um, rich and Lord God, I pray for each of the ladies that are listening, God, that you would just, um, begin to renew their minds in greater ways, Lord, that they would um, lean into you and in, in the secret and in the places um, that are hidden, Lord, that they would just open their hearts up to you, God, that they would um, experience such the great love of Jesus. There's nothing like the love of Jesus. So I pray that they would experience um, that love in a greater way, God, and um, that the things that you've placed um, on their hearts, maybe just a little step that they would act in faith with one audience, you, Lord, that you're cheering them on, that you are for them and not against them, that you have a purpose and plan for them, that, God, you desire to set them free, to raise them up, to um, help them in every area of their life and to encourage them, Lord. So I just pray for all of that. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, um, we are called Better Together, and so we're all about connection here. So how can our friends connect with you? Do you have a website, an Instagram page? 
Yep, I, I got it now. Um, so it's just kellylagaris.com is easy for my website. And then um, kellylagaris2 on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. All right. I'll put the, I'll put links to those in the podcast notes too. So we're called better together. So, uh, who makes your life better because they're in it? Give a shout out to one of your girlfriends. We all know our husbands make our life better, yeah, but this is about yeah. a sister. So give a shout out to one of your girlfriends or someone in your life who makes it better. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to say, um, my girlfriend, Jen, um, just because I feel like she she's one of the people that knows the 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 goods and the bad, yeah. the really the bad, <laughs> really really bad parts, and she still thinks I'm you know okay. We gotta have that's what I tell Allie all the time. Your good friends are gonna love the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they're still gonna yeah. love you. And uh, is she the one that brought the art supplies to you? Yeah, I yeah. thought so. Yay for Jen. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all about connection here. Connect with us on social media at sisterhood.victory. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Right now we're in the middle of the 12 days of Christmas virtual Christmas party. We're having all kinds of giveaways. So connect today and uh, have some fun with us there. Call a girlfriend and catch up. Grab coffee with some friends. Hang out with us at Sisterhood or connect with the girls at your church. Kelly, where do you go to church? Give them a shout out. I go I go to um, Bay Area Community Church here in, in, or it's in Annapolis, Maryland. So. Nice. If you don't have a, fi- a church, find a healthy Bible-believing church. You can find out all of our locations at vcconechurch.com. We have eight of them. We're at the Warren Campus. You can come check us out here. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. And don't forget, we are better together. 